Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Monica. (laughs) And this is episode 27. Today we're going to be talking about magic as story and spiritual practice as story and life as story. So basically we're going to be talking about stories. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Yeah. (laughs) So um, for those of you that have been listening for a while, or at least heard that we live in Northern California, and right now California is burning. So this episode is being recorded on September 9th um, of 2020, and right now it is 8.30 in the morning, and I'm looking out my window, and it looks like it's nighttime, (laughs) and the sky is red. So Veronica and I were strange, right? Super creepy. And we were just talking about like, are we supposed to just act like everything's normal? Like, la la la, gonna get up and have my coffee and do my day. And it's like perpetual darkness outside and there's fires burning all around. But, um, you know, I still have to run a couple errands and feed my cats. Like, (laughs) exactly. And we're here doing a podcast. Right. Like we do every week. Right. (laughs) That's orange outside slash red. It looks like Mars. Yeah. It looks like we're on the planet Mars. Now, is it dark at your house, Veronica? It's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, it looks like night. Like if I look out this one section of my window, it's completely black. And then the part where I can see the sky, it's like, it's like when it's, the 4th of July and there's all that smoke hanging in the air and so the sky is illuminated but like not yeah so the story we're living right now is a very very in between the worlds or different world kind of story <laughs> yeah it's like a different world it does feel like a different world um yeah. it feels like a completely different world And, you know, right now we're talking about how creepy it is outside. We're not in imminent danger. Like we don't even have a fire burning. Well, we, we have a fire burning within 15 miles of us, but it's contained and, you know, there's not a lot of wind, so we're probably okay. Um, But all this smoke is actually coming from other fires in California and I believe up in Oregon, Um, but they're all around us. So we're living in fireland. Yeah, it's like it just made me think of the goddess Pele of the volcano. Like, <sighs> there must be a fire yeah. goddess. Do you know a fire goddess, Veronica? Um, no, I think there's a volcano goddess, like a Hawaiian volcano goddess, but I that's don't Pele. know the name. No, is that's that Pele? Pele? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but I don't know who the. There's got to be a goddess of fire. If you know who the goddess of fire is, email me. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us. We need There's to know. There's a lot of goddesses. There's right a lot now. of goddesses of fire. I don't know why we don't even know that right now since we're living in fire. We should probably, maybe that would be a good thing to do is to embrace that. Um, 
I think uh, so. Opposed, yeah. Yeah. I know. I've been doing some prayer work around fire, actually, um, every morning lighting a candle and sitting with it and feeling into the energy of fire and asking for mercy um, from the energies of fire because I'm just, the devastation is really intense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get super into that right now, but um, what's interesting, what is interesting is I just grabbed my goddess oracle deck just to see if I could quickly find the goddess of fire. And the first card on top was Bridget. And she's depicted as a triple goddess with fire coming out of her hair. <laughs> yeah, she is a fire goddess. She's she's equated to water and fire. Right, right. Holy water, sacred flame. Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting. She's also a healer. So Bridget, you can actually just I'm gonna prop her up over here, and she can hang out with us while we do nice. this today, um, and maybe all day, even after this podcast. Enough with the rambling. <laughs> Let's talk about telling some stories, Veronica. <laughs> All right. Talk to me. Tell me a story, Emily. One I'll listen. Time. Yeah, right. Well, what I will say is that Veronica and I are both avid readers and um, we both love books and love to read books. And we like different kinds of books, but we like some of the similar ones. I tend to be um, a fantasy kind of book reader, but I also love historical fiction. Those are kind of my go-to like escape type books, but I, I love anything that's well-written. What's your favorite, Veronica? Yeah, um, well, my very favorite is Jane Austen. So um, I love Jane Austen. So I love the flowery language and the love and the storytelling in that way. I also am a like love, 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 love um, historical fiction. That was like my first love as, as a, as a um, adolescent um, was historical fiction because you could actually learn something in history and also have a love story. <laughs> I like love stories. Really. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even though like, I hate to say it, like, you know, obviously Harry Potter, hello, but I was a crazy Twilight fan when that was out. Oh like, yeah there's the love story there. It's, it's not really, oh, you know, <laughs> it's not really literature like Jane Austen, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I got to get on board the Twilight bandwagon because for one of my birthdays, we went and saw Twilight in the theater. Remember that? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that when I was reading the first book, I actually was, I flew from Seattle to Santa Rosa and I got stopped in the airport by no less than six men saying, oh my God, my wife is reading that book right now and she loves it. And then this, <laughs> the flight attendant on the, on the airline, um, she came up to me and was like, oh my God, have you started the second one yet? That book is so amazing. And I was like, I had, I mean, obviously I haven't started the second one because I'm sitting here reading the first one. She's like, I won't bother you, but you just let me know if you need anything. I was like, you know, we're all brought together by the power of the vampire story, love affair. Yeah. yeah. And it's not great literature. No offense. No. Because I freaking love that book. That's like easy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's like easy read, super trashy. Not trashy. That's not a nice thing to say. I wish I could redact that. But <laughs> it's definitely like a, it's very, yeah, there's not a lot of substance, you know. No. 
but there's a lot of like angst and yeah torturous like will they be together but what yeah about jacob i don't know anyway yeah the the drama oh my god the drama we're actually supposed to be talking about stories and magic but you know it's distracting because we like books (laughs) because we like twilight (laughs) we like twilight i know i'm like i'm i am over 40 and i like twilight and like this at at work that is a thing and people are like you got to be kidding me i'm like no seriously I just rewatched all the movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Own that with pride. <laughs> that was awesome. So how does story relate to magic, Emily? I love how you just wrapped that one right around. Um, so, well, I was thinking about this. I, so a couple of years ago, I crafted a class called uh, Restory Your Life. And it was all about how to use divination to kind of craft craft a different story for your life. And the reason that I came up with that plan or that idea was that I, in my work, right, I'm a collector of stories. I'm a therapist. So people are coming and telling me their story. And I'm not really a collector as much as a holder. I feel like I'm constantly holding this basket of people's stories and that those stories are always transforming, right? People are usually coming to therapy because there's something in their story that isn't sitting right and they want to transform it. And so it's kind of like choose your own adventure, right? Like therapy is like choose your own adventure. (laughs) Anybody remember those books from when you're a kid and you're like, if you want to open the attic door, turn to page 43. If you decide to go back down and go home, turn to page 23, you know, whatever. Um, but that's what life is like, is it is like a choose your own adventure story. And magic is the same way because whenever we craft a ritual or create a spell, there is a beginning, middle and end. There's an intention, there's an arc, a story arc that's occurring, right? There's, a, there's an outcome that we're looking for. And so there's, you know, in a ritual, I was, we were talking about this a little bit ago, but in a ritual, you start by, you know, basically having your intentions, setting your space. So it's like setting the storyline, setting the plot, setting the location, and then you're building on that. And you're building and building and building until you reach the pinnacle, which is usually some type of raising of energy within your ritual. And then you're releasing that energy and coming back down the other side, which is the end or the release or the termination. I don't know. Is this making sense, Veronica? (laughs) It is actually like, when Emily came to me about this concept, it was, it's actually a new concept to me to look at ritual relating that to as a story. But as I've been thinking about it over the last week, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like the flow story, you have the the beginning, you know, the, the setting, um, you have the different pieces to it. Whatever you're, if there's tarot involved or there's this, you know, candle character, and then there's that, you know, building, that building up, and then the the climax being your raising of the power, and then, you know, the resolution or what you're hoping to get out of it. Yeah, exactly what Veronica said. It makes sense. (laughs) Like it, I was like, oh, that's so interesting because I've never looked at it that way before, but it has that, you know climbing and then the descent on the other side and then like why how could that be helpful for someone Emily to how would you use that 
how would you use the idea of a story? Yeah, exactly. In your magic, like how could that be helpful? Well, I think you can use it a few different ways. So, I mean, you could use it just as a basis of creation, right? So if you're just starting out on your journey um, of learning how to create ritual and ceremony or create a spell even, because a spell is similar, it's a story, right? You have an intention. In that case, the pinnacle of that is usually an action that you take. And then there's a sort of culmination of, of an ending, um, a releasing of the energy that you've created or releasing of that intention out into the world, the universe. Uh, and so that's sort of the wrap up. So you could use the idea of story and beginning, middle, end, um, and setting the stage and building up and then having that, that release or that wrap up as the way that you craft your ritual, right? So what's the beginning of my, what's the intention? What's the storyline? What's the beginning? What's the middle piece? Like the part where we're raising the energy and then what, how am I releasing that, wrapping that up? Same thing with a spell. But the other way that you might think about this is as a thread that might move through a series of rituals or a series of spells or, mm. you know, even just looking at your life and, you know, none of us lives just one story or very few of us live just one story. Um, we live lots of stories in our lives and many chapters and, you know, we are much bigger than a trilogy or most of us are, um, you know. <laughs> So anyway, I think you can think about your spiritual practice in the same way. Like I can go back over all of my books of shadows for the last 20 years and look at the thread and the themes that weave through them, right? So one of the themes that weaves through all of it is the cycle of time. So the wheel of the year, that in and of itself is a story, right? It's the story of birth and death and rebirth um, and the process and the pieces of that. Um, you know, when you work with a goddess or a god, any deities really, they have a story. How does that story fit into the story you're trying to tell with the work that you're doing? So that's, that's, that's really, cool. yeah. I mean, this is a new concept for me. So I'm, I feel like I'm learning along with everyone else who's <laughs> listening to this, that who doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't, hasn't used that concept. Um, but what actually was interesting, what's coming to my mind is when I've done a ritual and I haven't completed the story. So like right now I have, I have a, a spell packet that has been sitting on my altar since, a, you know, I think maybe a month, two months ago so when we had our women's circle and I was supposed to get rid of it. I was supposed to burn it or bury it. I never did. And it's still sitting on my altar and I look at it and I'm like, Oh, like, what do I do now? Like, is mm -hmm. it gone too long? Like, 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 and then I'm thinking I'm going to burn it. Cause I thought I was going to burn it. Now all there's fire everywhere. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, what do I do? Do I wait for the new moon or the full moon? And I don't know how to complete the story now, Emily, what do I do? <laughs> well, I think the important thing to remember is you're always, we're always recrafting our stories. We're always choosing our own adventure. It's not predetermined or maybe it is, but we think we have free will, but whatever. It, the point is you can choose how you want to wrap that story up. And hearing mm -hmm. you say that, I just had a flash of a bundle that we made in circle back last mm -hmm. October, right before the fires broke out last year. 
And that bundle, I wanted to make sure I took it when I evacuated. So it's actually in our truck. And here you said, I was like, oh crap, I got to like wrap that one up too. That's been a year. And yeah. I was supposed to do something with it like way before that. I think for yep. Samhain, I was supposed to do something with it last year. So yeah. sometimes we forget to finish the story. And that's true. But yeah. it's never too late to end it. <laughs> or, you know, at least tie the thread off, you know, because right. it, it feels... It feels unfinished, you know, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, wow. And I know that everyone else in the group has already taken care of them because everybody else said they had it. I was like, oh my gosh, like I haven't finished this story off. And, and it was like a prayer packet. So it was like, mm. I set up these prayers, but have they actually been received? Like I'm supposed to like allow that or close that story off. Like there was that arc, you know, that climax when we, you know, empowered the prayers and said our prayers but I haven't done anything with it. You know, it's just kind of sitting there. Um, and I guess that I, I, you can think about that in your life too. So like you, you like, oh, I've got this thing and I'm going to, you know, take this class or I have this path I'm going to go on. And then you're like, I'd, oh, I'm just going to not apply for that job or not register for classes or, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of mm -hmm. leave it there. And then you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. You just kind of hang out there. Um, yeah. Well, and I, I think that piece that like applying it to your own life was sort of what prompted me to create that restore your life class was like, okay, well, if you're feeling like if you look at what your story, your personal story is right now, and you look at what you want your story to be, what are the steps you take to get there? And how can you use well, I think for that class, I used all divination tools. So how can you use divination tools? to tap into your own inner knowing to create that story and that path to get to the place you actually want to go. Nice. nice. Um, so I think you can apply these concepts to your own life um, in a magical way and you can apply them to your magical practices. I love this idea. Yeah, we just did it. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Boom. I'm gonna <laughs> drop my mic. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I recently did a rune casting around. Um, this is kind of a funny story. Okay, this here's my little story, and that is, I did a rune casting around my next path, like career path. So I'm kind of hanging out the I don't know what I'm doing stuff. Um, so I did a rune casting, and I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Like the rune casting came out what I thought was super clear. Okay. Super clear. And Emily, you ended up calling me in the middle of it. Do you remember? Oh, I and I, I, I was like, I don't know why, why I'm answering the phone right now, but I'm, because <laughs> typically I wouldn't answer the phone. Okay. So, but I answered the phone and I was like, I just finished this and I'm, I'm like almost done. You're like, oh, well, let's talk later. I was like, no, we need to talk. And I was like, well, look, this is what I got. And you're like, so, and then you started asking me questions and I'm like, oh crap, did I read this wrong? Like it made me actually rethink because I went into the, the casting with already predetermined thoughts about mm -hmm. how, what I was going to get out of it. Like I almost was like, okay, this is how I want to read it. <laughs> and I didn't even notice. Dude, we've all done that. And then when I got the answer that I was looking for, I was like, okay, yeah, now it's telling me this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I thought that story was funny just because like we can, you know, 
you say you want to use divination as a way to access your inner knowing. And I don't feel like I actually did that. It wasn't, <laughs> I was doing that for it to go the way I wanted it to go, you know, not the way that maybe it was that, that actually accessing spirit or that inner knowing inside myself mm -hmm. would show me what I needed to see. It wasn't like a revolution, you know? <laughs> well, I think that's the, I think this is a really important point to remember because we all do this, right? We all have this idea, even if we, so let me speak for myself. I totally do this all the time because I have, I have a very busy brain that has to figure all the things out. And so I get on like, but I really want to do this thing. And I think this is the path. And so I'm going to do a tarot reading to figure it out. Um, the thing that actually bypasses it for me is my pendulum. My pendulum will tell me the truth, even when I'm trying to make my tarot reading tell me something different than what it actually says. <laughs> Use that. That's awesome. <laughs> that one like taps in a little deeper for some reason. I think because it's such a simple yes or no, there's not a lot of gray area. Um, you know, and with using something like runes or using something like tarot, you you can take a spin on what you see, especially if you're a really good storyteller um, <laughs> or have a very great imagination, which I know I do, and I'm pretty sure yeah. Veronica does too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you can get yourself a little bit distracted. And that's not to say it's not a great tool. They're a great tool. But if you start to find that, oh, everything's lining up the way I exactly think it should, it's good to check <laughs> yourself real quick. <laughs> Not that it's not going to. Sometimes synchronicity yeah. happens and it all lines up perfect, but it's always good to just check, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it actually, that, that casting, I, I feel like I didn't get out of it what I thought I was going to get out of it. It was a definite answer. You know, it was more like, I actually, I, and you and I were talking about this, was like um, reevaluating how I'm looking at my career path like um which was it's huge actually and it all had a lot to do with you know family and a lot of other things involved it wasn't as straightforward as like yes i'm gonna take that class and get that certification and you know like which is you know the capricorn rising in me that's like i want to know like the 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 thing it's going to be clear you know um yeah <laughs> Totally. Oh. Totally. So our stories can be influenced not only by ourselves, but also by mm -hmm. external forces or how we perceive external forces. Um, and even when we're seeking guidance, sometimes we can influence that guidance if we don't allow ourselves to look at it from every different angle. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Did I say that clear? It does. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I feel like there, it, you know, I think we're, we're trying to tap into, you know, I'm going to sound woo woo here, but like the flow of the universe, you're, you're trying to, to tap into your place in that most people are not everybody, but like, what is my place in this, you know, and, and how am I best going to be able to serve myself and others and to be happy, but there's so much stuff that gets in the way you know, that when we look for, you know, some sort of support or help, 
we can just get ourselves in the way really instead of being able to access you know that divine thread or story of like what is what is my story right now you know mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, I call it being in the river of spirit and i always know when i'm in the river of spirit because things do just they just fall into place one thing mm -hmm. after the next and i think when we story when we look at our lives uh, you know and we choose to story them out and you know think of it in that way that river of spirit is sort of like the the container that if you're if you're doing the story that's maybe in your highest good or best for you or you know in alignment with the universe it all does just flow and there's not as many blocks in the way um there's not as many challenges or like things to overcome there's always going to be things to overcome but they're not as maybe you know intense and self brought on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean this is like when we were talking about a story it's like the the flow of it i mean i feel like what's what's awesome about using this analogy in ritual is that we are we are actually creating that you know we there is that self in there whereas like story in life yes there's us but there's all these other elements as well like that come into play you know like yeah okay so i think this and this but then this you know okay like how do we take that what we what maybe like for instance like now we're looking outside of our window and it's actually gotten darker it's like really really red it's like I'm nighttime like, okay. yeah it's so so strange and i'm like okay so now i've been given this you know so how am I going to weave this external force that's being put on me into my story and not go crazy? <laughs> well, Veronica, and be that's happy. a really important question. <laughs> and be happy and move through my day, you know, and, and, and still have this part of my story, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you have to become the warrior. I was thinking this morning, I'm like, right now I'm just going to embrace my inner Buffy the Vampire Slayer and <laughs> face the apocalypse completely strong in myself. Like, <laughs> awesome. this, this is the gift of, um, of having an active imagination. <laughs> exactly. Well, that you have that side to yourself. You have to access that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. of like i can do this like and everybody's reading all these stories about you know past pandemics and families have gotten through it and this is not we're not alone like this isn't the first time you know um to be able to access that part of ourselves that we haven't had to yet you know well and you know that brings up a really interesting piece of this which is actually a whole a whole very in-depth topic which is the ancestral story and um just last night we did a little bit of work around this in our own women's circle um but hearing you talk about Vronka, about like you know people are going back and reading the stories of people who've survived and moved through past pandemics and stories of their families you know that's i read a story in an article the other day in the newspaper about somebody who had found their letters from their mother when she was 16 years old moving through the 1918 pandemic and um wow. 
Yeah, it was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, what a neat window into this person that you knew in this whole other way. But anyway, again, story, right? So there's this ancestral story that this person didn't know about, and we all have them. Um, mm -hmm. But that was like medicine for moving through the now. So story moves behind us and it moves in front of us, right? It's that idea of all the different chapters or the different books, but they all build on each other. And, um, and we don't just carry our story, but we carry our ancestral story in one way or another for us as well. And again, this is a whole other gigantic topic, um, but it does speak to kind of that deeper, that deeper magic, that deeper um, ancestral energy that we can all tap into and, and carry into the rituals that we do now and the um, spell work that we do and the everyday magic we create just by having intention in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, well, and I mean, you were mentioning, you know, talking about restoring your life, like mm -hmm. that, that, you know, workshop that you did. And when I think about that, I think, you know, we have, you know, you, we, and we're talking about blocks. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's a lot of ancestral blocks in there, you know, like yes. I last night in our ritual, I was like, oh, wow. Like I dipped into a whole side of women in, in, you know, my family that where there's blocks for women. And so I'm like, oh, how is this affecting me and my story now? And what's holding me back from moving forward as a strong woman? Like, and mm -hmm. being able to, to have, be able to fulfill the story I want to, like that I'm choosing or that I, that path I want to walk down, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really powerful that like, we're not, we're, you know, we do have that power to change, you know, and to change our story. Mm -hmm. so. so true. And I do, I mean, so this is my personal belief and, and it may or may not resonate for other people, but I do think that when we choose to change our story, especially around ancestral pieces and ancestral healing, I do believe that that there is kind of this like back wave. I see it as like a wave that goes back through time and can help heal, you know, what was behind us as well as what comes in front of us because I don't think time is necessarily linear. I think that it does sort of like loop in on each other. And so any work that you do to heal your ancestral wounds now actually impact your ancestors and mm -hmm. as well as future generations. Whoa, that was deep. Um, <laughs> that got me to a place of looking at, you know, people that have gone before us in, like, you know, being able to access that. I mean, we're coming close to, you know, to the time of Samhain, being able to access the other worlds um, of those who have gone before us and to, to be able to help them too. Like we ask for their help, mm -hmm. like how to help them and heal to move through whatever story they're doing on the other side, whatever they're living, you know, or... Um, I, yeah, I it's a mutual... You know, it's mutual. Yes. I know I, I saw this psychic one time and she did some past life work with me. And um, during that work, she was having me heal something with this man from this past life. And she was telling me, not only have you healed that past self of yours in doing this work, but that man who you are not in contact with in this life has now had some healing around that, which has moved forward to his, you know, future selves. And I just, 
I mean, that idea is so big and vast and, you know, I, in one minute I can totally buy into it and feel it in myself. And in the next minute I'm like, yeah, right. But, <laughs> you know, this is, this is the thing I hold is the, the skepticism and the total wonderment, awe and delving completely in. It's that, it's that balance. Um, or maybe it's not a balance. It's the pendulum swinging. <laughs> I don't I think I think we should do this as a topic because we're coming on to Samhain is, you know, ancestral. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so we'll I'll cap this here, but just you know we'll say to be continued. Um, the other thing I wanted to just say about story. So this is actually I want to backtrack a little because we were talking about story and ritual, and one of the things that I have found in my time in practicing and creating ritual and participating in public rituals is that there is often a flair for the dramatic. And I don't say that in a negative way. And I, dramatic might not be the right word. Theatrical might be a better word. That by um, bringing in different um, props or costumes or you know face paint or whatever it might be, by trying to trans by transforming physically yourself and your space, you actually are able to step more into the energy you're trying to create or the story you're trying to tell. And so I just want to drop that here because there's something about telling a story that has a lot of details. And I think it can be really fun to create a ritual loaded with details that you get to really take the time to embody through doing something like dressing up and creating your space and, you know, almost like you're doing a play. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I just wanted to say that just for the, those of you that happen to have a flair for the theatrical. Um, and for those of you that don't, it can be a fun edge to play. Um, but also to connect that to story in that way. Like, how are you setting the scene? Yeah, I mean, I was telling you, Emily, that like I have a coworker, like she's like a storyteller. I don't know if she knows about herself, but I'm like, wow, like um, she, and the, the way she's really captivates her audience is through imagery. Like she just takes you right there. Like you are that person standing there watching what's happening. Um, so, I mean, I feel like if you create the images, you know, when you set your scene, like, it's a lot easier to get into, uh, like dive into the other realm, you know, mm -hmm. like it's a lot easier to be like, Oh, okay. This, this I'm, I'm there already. Like, I don't need to do a 10 minute meditation. Like, boom, there I am. You know, I'm, I'm already somewhere else or I'm already accessing the other part of myself. Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Well, I was even thinking about, there's a woman in our circle, our women's circle, who is amazing at setting a scene. Like she is just like, and I, Veronica's smiling because she knows what I'm talking about, but she's just <laughs> really good at creating visually a beautiful space. And mm -hmm. that in and of itself creates a scene, but also tells a story and allows you to step into that story in a, in a really much deeper way. Um, so anyway, that's so interesting. I don't know. It just got me, I know we have to wrap up soon, but it just got me thinking about how I set the scene of my day. Like right now I'm just like in a 
sweater and like these like sloppy pants. Like I'm like, oh, so how am I setting my day up? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm like, I'm kind of setting myself up to be like, not do a lot maybe. <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Like I'm setting the scene of my day with what I'm putting on and what I'm and, and that's okay. You know, I'm not going to judge myself for that because they're comfortable, but you know, I'm, I might not, you know, do that yoga thing or, <laughs> or do that thing, you know, that I'm not setting a certain scene for my day, you know? Well, yeah, it's that idea that every day is a story or at least a chapter of one. Um, and we do, we do have the ability to set that in the way that we want it to be. And some days are sweatpants and sweatshirt days, you know? Um, did you think three days ago when it was 110 degrees that you'd be wearing sweatpants? No, no. way. <laughs> yeah. It's like 80 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. But I like what you're saying, Veronica, about this idea of setting your setting yourself up for your day and setting the scene for your day. And, you know, we have talked in the past about daily practices and, and things that you can do every day to kind of bring magic into your day. And I think that those are also elements that you can draw on to help set that scene. So. Thanks, and, Emily. This was awesome. I know. This is super fun. I love talking about stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know how this, honestly I didn't know how this was gonna go because I'm like I I mean this is a new concept for me and like how this would relate to but obviously I think I got it <laughs> <laughs> awesome it makes me want to set do like do a ritual right now with ancestors and stuff like I'm, I'm starting to feel I'm really starting to feel it you know yeah totally so. Well, you know, we will, let's, let's do a podcast about ancestor rituals. So in sometime yes. in the coming weeks as we're moving towards Samhain, um, we will, you know, cause we have, we still have like what, six, seven, eight, seven or eight weeks until Samhain. So, yeah. um, with plenty of time to craft that up and maybe we'll do a couple parts, you know, we can talk about different aspects of, of ancestral work. Um, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for now i think it's time to end this story emily i know so <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after no anyway <laughs> oh wait don't end it that way please <laughs> no it makes me very skeptical yeah like, i know then what happened right <laughs> What was actually after that? What was the next book about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but for real it life. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks for joining us today on The Witch Next Door. And I hope that you've enjoyed chatting with us about, or listening to us chat about story and magic and how to utilize these things together to craft ritual, to craft your lives. Um, it's a pretty cool topic, actually. Uh, so I wish you all the very best. And until next week, keep it magical. Hey, everyone. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. I just wanted to let you know that if you have any interest in checking out or learning more about the Restory Your Life class Veronica and I referenced during this podcast, that is available to you at Wise Woman Witchery's Cauldron of Mystery.
which is the course site where I host all of my classes and courses. And it is available there for you now to access and work through at your own pace. In fact, it's available anytime to access and work through at your own pace. It's set up as five lessons that can be worked through in five days or five weeks, however you feel most comfortable adapting it for your life. And it uses the tools of divination, meditation, guided visualization to really access what story you want to be writing. What's the story you're living now? What's the story you want to create? What's the story you want to embody? Now, like I said, you can access this at any time and work through it at your own pace. But for the first time ever, I'm going to be offering this as a live course beginning in just a couple days here on September 18th, 2020. And if you sign up now, you will be given the um, an invitation to a companion Facebook group where I will be going live each day to talk about and walk you through the different stages of this course. And we'll be doing some of the exercises together, as well as having an opportunity to ask questions, share your experiences, and really build community. So again, that starts on Friday, September 18th, if you're interested in joining there. But if you don't want to do it live and you want to do it at your own pace, again, it's available to you at any time. Take good care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor Support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.